best friends forever. Until one host says something wrong about the other host's favorite character. Why would you say such a thing? Talking all things supernatural and sci-fi television, it's Talking TV with Liz and Lindy of TeamTSD.com. Greetings, listeners. Welcome to another episode of Talking TV with Liz and Lindy. I'm Liz. And I'm Lindy. And today we are talking about the Shannara Chronicles. Get excited. (laughs) Okay. I know. I finally watched it because I felt like I needed to, um, as everyone knows, we're massive fans of sci-fi and fantasy. And I've read like probably, uh, actually the Shannara Chronicles is the only trilogy I haven't read because I just wasn't really that like pumped or keen on reading it. Right. And I know you haven't read it either, right? No. I think the last sci-fi series, sci-fi fantasy series that you read was Mortal Instruments. And didn't you stop like halfway through? Yeah, I I read book one and it just like I wanted to stop halfway through, but I felt like I needed to finish book one at least. But yeah, just not my cup of tea, I guess. Just wasn't mind blowingly amazing. So as fans of sci-fi, that's kind of what I want to talk about right now, because I feel like people that. Like, do you ever have people come up to you and they're like, oh, my God, you would love this show because you love fantasy. And it's like, just because it's in that category doesn't mean that it's good. Right. Exactly. (laughs) So that's kind of what I want to talk about today, because I consider you as, like myself, an expert in fantasy. And I wanted to try and sell you a little bit on Shannara Chronicles and then maybe get your insight into what makes a good fantasy show. So I can give a proper assessment of whether to actually recommend this show to someone or not, because I've read, (laughs) like I read mixed reviews because people wanted it to be good. And the like cinematography of the show was absolutely amazing. A bunch of the crew that worked on Lord of the Rings was on Mm it and they filmed in New Zealand. And um, as we all know, Manu Bennett played the lead orc in the Hobbit films. And um, he was also Deathstroke in Arrow. Okay, so to break it down at first, so for those of you that don't know what the Shannara Chronicles are, it's the new MTV show that um, they put a shit ton of money in last year, and it aired last January. It had like 12-ish episodes. I don't even remember, and I finished it yesterday. Um, And it's about this dude, Austin Butler, a.k.a. Vanessa Hudgens' hot boyfriend, who, (laughs) no, he's like half-elf, and he is unaware that... He is the last in like a super powerful elf family line called Shannara, hence the name. Naturally. Naturally. And this series picks up where the second book is because I guess the three books span over like 40 years or some crazy shit like that. Okay. Um, but critics have agreed that the second book is the best of the three. So it's probably why they picked up here. Okay. Um, he runs into this elf princess. Her name is Amberly, and she's like one of the chosen to protect this tree called the Elkreese. And then they got this other hot chick who they call a rover, which is basically like a human bandit. And her name is Eritrea. And this is set like 2,000 years after the world blew up from a nuclear war. Eritrea, like Eritrea, the country? Kind of. Okay. A little bit. And she's also the little girl from Pan's Labyrinth. Just side note. Because I know you're a big Guillermo del Toro fan. Um, So they kind of go on this adventure, and it's super great. But um, I think the first point I want to talk about is they tell us 
that they tell Will that he's this like chosen one, Manu Bennett's character, who's like this ancient druid. He tells yeah. Will that he's this last person in Shannara, blah, 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 in like episode one or two. So the guy has like no character development, Austin Butler's character, Will. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of like whining the whole time because he never asked for this or never wanted this. And it's like super unrealistic. Like right. I feel like a good fantasy series, let's just compare Game of Thrones for a second. Like Jon Snow kind of already had these like, he had a journey the whole time. I mean, he still doesn't even fucking know who he is, but he still <laughs> like um, built up like this honor a little bit and just kind of yeah. like, he built up his own quest and the quest just happened to run parallel to his destiny. And the show didn't mm-hmm. do this. And do you think that's something like, if they reveal that so early on, like what do you think a show needs to do in order to like catch the viewer's attention hmm. or to make this so, character good? So you're saying like in the second episode, it's like they revealed a bunch of stuff that should have been a slow burn, like leading up to it. Like they should have developed his character before of like dropping that info. Yeah. Because they did that with another character, the Eritrea, the country name chick. She has like a major role. Um, I'm not even going to say spoiler alert because you've had forever to watch this on Netflix, guys. She has like a major, major role and you have no idea till like the 10th or 11th episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is one of the best episodes. Like, this is amazing because I had no fucking idea. And right. she had like all this character development. Yeah. There was this great episode with her and the princess where they just kind of focused on their relationship and not so much the larger story. And I, and then okay. the next episode built upon that and revealed like the special thing about Eritrea. And you're like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. But Will's supposed to be the lead character and the actor does a good job, but I don't really give a shit. I'm like, cool. You can make blue light with these three elf stones, but like, where is your character yeah. development? I don't know. There was yeah. no character development. So do you think when they, if they don't slow burn a reveal like that, and especially in a fantasy series, how do you think, do you think they need to really have a good idea of where the story is going? So that way, they yeah, can develop- I mean, I guess if they didn't reveal anything else about him later on in the series, then that's probably a big issue, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we have to feel attached to the character first and build the character just as them as a person, not all of the extra stuff. Um, first, I'm trying to think of an example here where there was a reveal early on, and I can't. I can't. I mean, I know yeah, I'm trying to compare it to something, and I'm like, uh, I mean, even well, how about this? Let's just continue with Game of Thrones since most people have watched it. Like Daenerys Targaryen, we know from the beginning that she's one of the last Targaryens and she kind of has, and they always allude to the fact that, you know, Targaryens could ride dragons and like mm-hmm. be immune to fire and all this stuff. And they kind of led up to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like breaking down her character development, she, she came so far right. in like almost earning this sacred Targaryen way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I didn't feel like this character really did. It was just like, oh, he can use the bloodstones just because his dad was it. But, like, I don't know. I thought it was. Yeah. I think the main thing is, do they keep building up the character and revealing new things and 
growing the character afterwards. Like, okay, so they revealed something big in like the second episode. I think it's okay if there's still kind of more layers that you figure out about him going forward. But if there's like no character development after that big reveal and you still have, you know, like eight more episodes or whatever it was, um, then I think that's the issue, you know? So exactly. There weren't many layers. Like look at Aragon in Lord of the Rings. He always Mm -hmm. knew he was like the leader of the lands or whatever. And then he was like banging Liv Tyler, forget her elf (laughs) name on the side. Erwin, right? Erwin, yeah, and they had, like, their whole thing, and then he had his whole journey with being, like, a Knight Rider and all this stuff, and, like, this character didn't have that, but this character, Will, had so, had so much potential, so I don't know, they're talking, it was renewed for season two, so maybe they'll develop that a little bit more, I mean, yeah. look at the 100, the first season, how would you describe it? A bit lackluster, I guess, I mean, it was good, but I feel like it didn't really hit its stride until the second season, for sure. That's why I still have hope because I feel like, and a lot of other critics um, are saying the same thing. Not that I'm putting myself in with like these major critics, but I'm hoping that season two will kind of find its stride like the 100 did because it has promise. Like I found myself watching it and being like, come on, give me what I need. Like, yeah, yeah. I know you can do it. <laughs> like, I don't know. It. And then they couldn't figure out like how. I want to get the second point I want to bring up um, is hot teenagers in TV shows and playing that balance between the cheesiness of that and how good the story is. And I think the perfect show for that is MTV or MTV's Teen Wolf. I was just about to say like Teen Wolf. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Teen Wolf is a perfect example of what Shannara should probably be be like. Um, only because they have such brilliant storytelling, but it's still, you know, high school and you got the high school drama and the teen angst. But the mythology is so rich. And I think they really gain points in A, focusing on relationships that aren't purely just like romantic relationships. This is Teen Wolf. And also um, creating um, like a lot of, let's see, complex not too complex, but mythologies that you can kind of delve into. Um, So it's very, you know, like folklore heavy and stuff, which is awesome because it's not, I don't know. It's, it's not just, what am I trying to say here? I feel like you're trying to say it keeps you stimulated because with every like, kind of like, I don't want to say it's a case of the week with Teen Wolf because they have like a season, like a case of the season, yeah. but with each progression, with each episode, the characters progress and then something new is revealed and it keeps mm-hmm. you excited because it's this mystery. And, um, we didn't, again, you're helping me dissect why, what was wrong with Shannara Chronicles. They didn't really have this. They didn't really yeah. have that. Like I kind of like this, this elf chick, had to take some seed to some blood fire thing and plant it to save the tree before all the demons were released. And it was like, okay, but like the adventures that they, that they were on throughout this journey, like didn't do anything to progress their characters. I don't know. Yeah. One of my biggest things with any sci-fi movie or show is like the world they create and the mythology they create, like take something like, Teen Wolf, Game of Thrones, like we can say Lord of the Rings, 
um, Avatar even, they have created this world and this mythology and this, it's like you can completely, and like supernatural, you can completely immerse yourself into it. It's like there's always something to like learn and explore involving those worlds, whether it's with mythological creatures that are featured in the show or just like Game of Thrones where you have this expansive um, like world that's just fun to kind of research and enjoy. And it's fun to talk about, to think about, to theorize about. Um, and, you know, like Teen Wolf, I can, we can look at a creature that was featured in the show or this in Supernatural as well. And you can go research it on your own because it's rooted in like real folklore and mythology, which is cool. So I feel mm-hmm. like with the show, I have to feel a connection with it outside of when I'm just watching it on TV. Like when I step away, is there something that I can explore and learn more about, I guess, on my own? If that makes sense. Like in like Doctor Who, there's like this whole world. You think of all of like the books they've written um, explaining like all of the history of the Time Lords and all this stuff. It's like this whole world. I really don't know how else to explain it. But for some shows, it's just only, it doesn't go very deep, which is okay. But I don't think that's, you know, without that rich history um, and, and background and whatever, I just don't think a sci-fi show or movie can be truly great unless it has that element. Definitely. And even with Game of Thrones, like they have the world of ice and fire where you can research all this different stuff and none of it's like some of it's not that riveting, but it still makes it that much more, mm-hmm. I don't want to say real, but it makes mm-hmm. it that much more, gets you that much more attached to it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, I hope that's where the, the show starts to go next season, because then even like going back to how they make that balance of like, I don't want to say CW type show because I feel like CW is upping their game, especially with adding mm-hmm. Supergirl and like Frequency, who has a bunch of supernatural EPs on it. Hopefully, we'll see some like up leveling right. of quote unquote teen shows. And so they're like 2,000 years into the future in Shannara Chronicles, right? And they're mm-hmm. still saying things like she doesn't want slappy seconds or like. Just slang that we say today, right? And I'm, I'm, I know they're doing that to relate to their demographic, but it's like this series was written in the '80s, and like a bunch of people that love this series are people that actually read Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to, you're, they're like didn't really find this balance between 17 year olds that love MTV and Teen Wolf and the actual demographic that loves this show. So they didn't include right. a lot of that folklore or a lot of that interesting history and past that we that we need in order to get attached to a show because I felt like to me I felt like they were they thought it would be too much for teenagers to like absorb and they're like let's just right. focus on the love triangle <laughs> and so it just felt a little half assed right you know yeah and. I- I mean, you have like Rain, for example, which is set like way in the past and they use modern music and they you know a lot of the things they say are, you know, how we would talk now. But it's still it's still a believable period show. Um, you still enjoy it and it's not a distraction that they use a lot of modern uh, jargon, I guess. So that's an example of, I guess, it done right. I think it's all 
a balance. So, I mean, it can be done, but if it's done, I mean, it's all about if it's done right. So it's all it boils down to. Definitely. I mean, look at, and if we look at Harry Potter too, like the series got darker as the kids got older. Right. And that's realistic because life gets shittier as you get older. <laughs> like, <and> so, <laughs> you know, you're old enough to realize like, no, I just need wine. And to realize that some people suck and I don't have to right. be nice to everybody. Right. <laughs> I mean, at least that's how I look at life. I'm pretty sure that's how you do as well. And that's how you're going to raise okay. your son for sure. Exactly. So, Liz, would you recommend the Shannara Chronicles overall to people? And if so, what would you say to convince them to watch it? Or do you think you would just tell people to just pass on it? I'm going to say if you're a fan of sci-fi and fantasy, if you get the flu, binge it because you'll have nothing else to do for one. And two, Mm -hmm. I just have an inkling that they're going to fix some things in season two. And I feel like it deserves that chance. Because there was just like this little glimmer of hope. And then the one chick that was um, like needed a fucking sandwich, like the elf chick, they tried (laughs) to make her a warrior. And I'm like, she is literally the size of my like middle finger and index finger like put together. Or no, actually, like if I was doing the district 13 or district, what is it? The district 12 sign? No. District three sign. Like if I was doing that, that is how big her arm was. And um, I'm pretty sure she's dead now. So I'm hoping that she just like goes away. Um, But I loved her though. She was a great, she was like super cute and like really pretty. But I'm like, oh, you need a sandwich and you also need more, she needs to be more fierce. Like she always looked like she was like in pain or like, I don't know, the first couple episodes, she was like this badass chick. And then she like right. turned into like this scared whiny girl. And I'm like, what the hell? You're supposed to be a badass elven warrior. Right. I don't know. But that was a long winded answer for yes, watch it because when season two comes out, which I'm assuming will be sometime where when mid season shows premiere or right. like spring 2017, because they haven't announced it yet. Okay. We'll give it a chance. Okay. But. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. If you watch Luther, I'll watch Shannara Chronicles. I mean, maybe like right now I'm just watching shows because I'm like doing it for like research. So like, I'm just not in like a, I don't know. I'm in like a get shit done mode, (laughs) which is bad, which is like the worst reason to watch shows. But I'm like, I got a lot I got to do right now. Fall season's coming up. Um, So you're going to have to hold off on Luther, maybe Christmas break. You know what you could watch? Daredevil. What? Because that's, you know, something that you should watch. I should watch Daredevil. You really should finish it. I should. But we don't, I mean, we don't really cover that show on the site that much, so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll I'll just keep pushing. Okay. Well, thank you so (laughs) much um, for listening to me talk about Shannara Chronicles, um, even though you haven't seen it. Would you watch it without giving me an ultimatum? Mm, I mean, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say I don't want to, but I will. (laughs) So that you we know, can talk about this. it. How about this? I'll watch season two to see if you need to just watch watch it. Okay. Like I'll Thank sacrifice you. my watching time for you because I'm a selfless best friend. Wow, you are so kind. I don't even know what to I know. say. I just I really know. appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm so I'm here for. 
Okay, everyone. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure to follow us on purefandom.com, at pure underscore fandom, on Twitter and Instagram, and at be pure fandom on Facebook. And we're going to Austin next week, right? Was a world Austin? Yeah, we're going to be at Austin Was a World Comic Con. I think um, Matt Smith, Karen Gillen. Who else is going to be there, Liz? Oh, goodness gracious. James Marsters. Hello. Yeah. Bye. Hell yeah. Um, um, I you guys are going to be there. Got to go see his panels. They rock. They rock. He is awesome. And I think Bruce, um, Bruce Campbell is going to be there, and he's freaking hilarious. Ooh, Sebastian uh, Stan, oh, Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan. Yeah, Danny Trejo, Sam Jones, um, Dean Kane. There's going to be a ton of people there. It's going to be an awesome show. So we can't William wait Shatner. to meet everybody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll be good. And of course, we'll be doing our fan panels, Doctor Who, Walking Dead, of Game of Thrones. We have some legit Game of Thrones series that are on purefandom.com right now. Uh, make sure you check that out on our Game of Thrones page. We're going to be coming out with a series a series of series. Ooh, maybe that should be our segment name. Um, <laughs> so make sure that you keep keep checking that because we have like four years until the show returns. Um, right. But yeah, thanks so much for hanging out and we will catch you guys next time. All right. Capes out. <laughs>